Welcome to this amazing, mind-blowing podcast. Right now, we're joined by Max Curry, director of The Rurangi, which is a web series which is part of the New Zealand International Film Festival this year. It's a queer and trans celebratory drama, and you can check it out by heading on over to nziff.co.nz. Max, how are you? Yeah, I'm well, Elliot. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you for asking. Um, <laughs> so, I guess, to start off, could you tell us a bit about Rurangi for some of our viewers who may not have uh, seen the series? Yeah, sure. So, Rurangi is a drama, and it's about a guy in Auckland called Kaz Davis. Hmm. He's got this awesome job, he's got a great life, friend, but he's the secret lover of a national rugby icon. Yeah. Um, and when that relationship kind of hits the skids, Kaz spins out and heads home, um, and he's been home in 10 years. Mm. And this is since he transitions, Kaz is transgender. Yeah. And so he's coming back home to small town New Zealand as himself, but it's the first time that his father, his ex-boyfriend, his like, best mm. girlfriend from 10 years ago, uh, really getting to see him, and there's a whole lot of different reactions to that. Yeah, uh, through the lens of the main character, Kaz, we see a variety of sort of people struggling with their identity, not just in the uh, gender or sexuality sense. We also see, for example, Kaz's father is sort of struggling with the transition to uh, being more environmentally friendly. Do you think that by telling these stories uh, about identity through the position of a minority group or someone like Kaz in the film, it makes it more compelling and relatable to the audience than if we were say, telling these stories through the lens of a straight white male character? Yeah, I guess, I mean, not necessarily. Like, that's, that's not an absolute given. We, you know, we, we, we can tell fascinating uh, stories from a, from a white male perspective as well. Mm. Um, but, you know, there's definitely a freshness. There's definitely a new way of seeing. You know, the, the, the writer of the series, Cole Myers, is trans. Um, mm. You know, uh, most of the, like, in all our departments, we're trans people, um, mo- most of our car, a big chunk of our cast is trans. Yeah. And so what that, that does is, you know, it's bringing um, a kind of voice in a way of scene that just hasn't been on screens before. Yeah. And so you do, I mean, in the, in the case of Rurangi, you just get a different way of, of looking at things that are familiar to us, like family relationships, like um, the environmental fight. You know, Rurangi, the town, is really up in arms and, and divided mm. itself over phosphates. And so, you know, it's interesting kind of, you know, bring a minority group's perspective to that. And I think, you know, some some of these issues that New Zealand is really grappling with, you know, I, I feel like, I don't know about you, Elliot, mm. but I feel like New Zealand's going through a bit of an identity crisis yeah, for um, sure. at the moment. And, um, yeah, you kind of have to um, sneak up on some of these, these, these ideas sometimes um, to experience real change. That's really interesting. And I noticed you mentioned, because over half the cast and crew for the Rudangi was gender diverse. So it's correct. Uh, what was it like working with I, what I imagine compared to most media in New Zealand, quite a diverse and a, a multi-cultural uh, group of people? Yeah, so it's so a great question, and I, and, and I appreciate that because implicit in the question is the fact that I'm, I myself am not gender diverse, mm. and, I, and, and I'm, and I'm the, the director of the series. Yeah. So um, I think the honest answer is that at least... Um, Initially, it was really frustrating in terms of you know working with uh, the writer um, who's trans because yeah. I brought a whole lot of um, what I now understand are kind of uh, sort of fixed ideas, prejudices, quite mm. sort of um, uh, ignorant ways of seeing. And you know, part of 
telling the story well, part of really, um, you know, walking in the shoes of our characters and understanding yeah. exactly what Cole Mayers, the trans writer, you know, wanted to express, um, you know, required me to really look in the mirror and examine some of the ideas that I came into the show with about transgender people, which just, which just weren't correct. Yeah. So, so that kind of grinding of the gears initially was, you know, re- required a lot of, um, I guess, introspection. And then on the other side of that is all this kind of um, creative joy mm. that comes from, you know, um, seeing things in a different way. And I hope that when people come to see Rurangi, they'll get to sort of, um, you know, feel that coming through the screen. You mentioned seeing things in a different way, and you've also previously described Rurangi as a, a crucible for exploring New Zealand's future. Could you yeah. expand on what you mean by that? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think, you know, a lot of New Zealand's future is, is going to be determined by our, our decisions made um, in rural New Zealand. And, mm. and you know, I think rural New Zealand really is at the forefront of a lot of big decisions about who we're going to be, you know, what's important to us, um, and, you know, um, what New Zealand's going to be like, you know, 10, 20 years from now. I mean, resources, water... Um, the environment, you know, these, these are so crucial to not just the future of the world, but mm. the future of New Zealand. And, you know, a lot of those decisions involve rural New Zealand. And so by setting, you know, this story in like a small, isolated, um, dairy community, you know, I, it just feels to me like much closer to all the sort of stuff that New Zealand's grappling with. Yeah. I mean, Kaz is from a big city. Um, he, you know, he, he, he brings, you know, his, He's been in Auckland for 10 years, so that's the perspective that he brings to the mix. But his roots are in small-town, rural mm. New Zealand. And certainly when people come and see the show, you know, the mayor, who was his old math teacher, his father, like the whole town is actually really um, divided and invested in this issue of phosphate yeah. um, and, and big dairy. And, yeah, that just rings really true for me for you know, what a, a lot of New Zealanders you know, outside of the big cities uh, figuring out at the moment right uh, it's interesting you brought up the small rural town element because to me it, it's quite a familiar setting within a lot of New Zealand media and culture so to bring in trans and queer issues which some of the viewers myself included may not be as familiar with it sort of yeah. creates a fam- familiarity or normalization effect was that intentional yeah, look, we all come from families. And, I mean, mo- most of us come from small towns yeah. as well. And, and I think, you know, the, the, the big story in Rurangi isn't about being transgender. Mm. It's not about being gender diverse. It's, you know, about a, a father and son, you know, struggling to kind of get on the same page mm. and struggling to be vulnerable and open to one another. And, you know, the, and the, that, that's a story that, you know, I think... Um, we can all recognize yeah. and that's why it's so, so moving so yeah it's um i think people will be surprised actually certainly you know, having had like the world premiere mm. and screening um you know it, it turns out that the story is far more relatable than a lot of people are expecting it to be uh, i just want to touch on you mentioned vulnerability there uh, mm. in my opinion watching the series a lot of the best moments were the dialogue is excellent, of course, but then the sort of pauses and the silences and the just letting the audience sort of sit with what is being said. Um, how did you... Was that an intentional choice to sort of let the audience have to sit with the conversations we just hear, heard? Yeah, it, it was, earlier, and, I'm, and yeah, I'm glad you appreciate that, yeah, because that's a kind of a stylistic thing. I mm. think um, 
yeah, the spaces between the words, what's not said, um, you know, that for me is the essence of, of great engaging drama. And I mean, we all know what it's like to like have those kind of difficult conversations, especially with family members or people that are close to us. Yeah. And, you know, for everything word that's said, you know, there's about 10 other things that are going on inside us. And I think that's what, you know, we're, we're you know, knock on wood, getting a lot of um, uh, plaudits for yeah. the authenticity of their performances and how affecting they are. And that's all about those silences. It's all about what's between the words and really kind of leaning into that. Mm. Uh, obviously, the, the series is a drama but it definitely maintains elements of uh, humour and levity. Was that a sort of difficult balance to strike in between talking about quite serious or um, potentially confronting topics and interspersing that humour between it? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think they go hand in hand, Elliot. And, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, because if, if everything's sort of just uh, front to back heavy, you know, people yeah. tune out, we're not interested in that. And the, 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 it's, it's light and dark, and the levity kind of, you know, just... O- opens people up for the kind of the sucker punch, um, you know that that, that that suddenly comes, and I, yeah. you know, it's a way that I, I love telling stories in that way. And and I've got to say, a you know, massive um, credit to our cast, like Arlo Green, Afina Rose, Hinata Ashby, and Alice Carrot, because mm. the actors themselves actually bought um, a lot of uh, comic touches that weren't necessarily on the page. Yeah. They brought those to set in the in the moment, and um, some of the funniest stuff, at least for me, um, was, you know, wasn't on the page. It was uh, sort of actors taking you know, their script and then just taking it slightly further, which is just yeah. a joy to see. Uh, the Rutherangi is, of course, it's a web series, but in the New Zealand International Film Festival uh, format, it's like a movie. Do you think that changes the format? Changes how people uh, react to the series? Oh, look, I mean, I I love binging great shows yeah and I think you know to be able to I mean whether you're online or in a theater to be able to experience like the whole of the season which is actually only 90 minutes yeah like you said it's a movie length um just really um you know takes you deep into this town and like takes you deep into these characters and I mean I I love that um you know certainly I I would encourage everyone to, to um experience Rurangi in that way like 90 minutes the whole of season one and um yeah and it finishes in a really interesting place as well so you say season one so is that is there a confirmed uh we're going to see more of the Rurangi oh I hope so Elliot and, and this is kind of like the uh the, the big test I guess mm. you know, um, depending on uh, what New Zealand thinks of it and, you know do all you know Kiwis engage with it and um yeah I, I uh Certainly, like the writer Cole and I and the actors, you know, we have plans mm. for seasons two and three. And if you know you've seen the series, so yeah. you know that there's there's sort of quite there's quite a lot more to explore. Mm. Um, and uh, that would be a fantastic achievement for a community that's you know kind of being for a lot of reasons is being shut out of the screen industry, and for them to arrive and just head it out of the park. Um, you know, like like they have, you know, to then go into season two for a properly funded series, yeah, um, would just be, you know, I think really fitting. Uh, you mentioned the end of the series, end of the season, I should say, and it does end on a bit of a cliffhanger. But there's one moment just before the season ends where um, the mayor character dead names Kaz. Yeah. So, and I, I quite, I thought that was quite um, 
an affecting way you presented that with the sort of the loss of silence and the pause and how how do you feel that was in what was it like trying to convey that sort of feeling to people who aren't transgender or non-binary or gender diverse yeah beautiful question so so that that's um that's a that's a great moment to talk about and actually um, a similar conversation can be had about the way that we treated the um the anti-trans uh, poster at the mm. start of the film which don't actually see and so what was really important you know so often the, the limited amount of times that gender diverse trans people see themselves on screen in a movie or on a tv show yeah it's it's violent and you know it's it's hurtful it's derogatory mm-hmm. and um you know just one example and it's interesting i don't know if you've seen the documentary disclosure from netflix fascinating mm. look at kind of trans representation on screen but there's a there's a trans guy there talking about like the first time he walked into a theater to see boys don't cry and you know, for to the for the first part of the film like his heart just opened because he was seeing himself on screen it was so validating yeah like, he's not alone there's people like me out there and then that character that trans character in boys don't cry is raped and murdered Right, and, you know, and that kind of narrative um, and those associations with transgender people just happen over and over and over again on screen because these stories are not being told yeah. by, by trans people. And so that moment of the dead naming, it's really important to us, you know, as a show that comes from the trans community and is putting, you know, that that I guess that trans lens first, mm. um, that you know, um, that we don't hurt, you know, yeah, you know, that we don't perpetuate. You know, these awful things that are, that are so often done or said to trans people. And, you know, by sucking the sound out of that moment, yeah. we see the effect of dead naming. And I think for, for people that even don't know what dead naming is, um, you know, we create a, curios- a curiosity around that. Yeah. Um, and it was a real big creative challenge. I mean, when, when Cole first came to me, he was like, okay, like this, this, you know, Kaz needs to be dead named, but we can't hear it. Like initially I was just, well, you know, that's impossible. How can we, yeah. how can we have a story point about using someone's you know, name from before they transitioned without hearing the name? But then out of that, you know, impossible limitation came this really creative solution. And I think, yeah, I'm glad to hear that you, you kind of leaned into that. Yeah. Um, well, that's almost all we have time for. Thank you very much for joining us, Max. Um, I'm very excited to see if we will get more the Rurangi on our screens soon. Awesome, thank you. It's been a pleasure, Elliot. Thank you very much. All of our content lives online at r1.co.nz.